Welcome to Her Fantasy Football. You can listen to us on Blog Talk Radio slash Her Fantasy Football and on iTunes. We can also leave a nice little comment about how wonderful we are. I like to start the show off just talking about myself. This is the draft edition, you guys. Last weekend, it was the NFL 2016 draft. A lot of exciting moves, a lot of awesome things, a lot of offensive linemen, defensive linemen we were not going to talk about, but it was great all at the same time. <laughs> Make sure to chat with us on Twitter at HerFantasyFB and on Facebook slash HerFantasyFootball. I'm your host, Courtney Kirby. And I'm Ashley Williams. And I'm Brandon Marianne Lee. And... Last week, Brandon was so lucky to go to Chicago for the draft and represent SiriusXM in her fantasy football. Uh, Brandon, you want to tell us a little bit about what you did? Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, media credentialed at the uh, NFL draft. It was uh, quite the experience. You know, I don't know about you ladies, but me personally, I'm not really a college football girl, mostly because this job consumes my life. So during football season, I'm like, oh, no. Um, Way too many teams to follow. Way too many. So many teams, so many players. So it was really fun to go there and talk to a lot of the college football aficionados and get kind of the lowdown of all these different players. Also, it was my first time interviewing players one-on-one in the flesh. The first guy I interviewed actually was Darren Lee the linebacker who got drafted to the New York Jets, and uh, we made uh, Lee family jokes because clearly we're related, uh, and <laughs> and then we moved on. And, it, you know, it was, it was so weird because also there were just, like, hordes of media people around each of these players at this particular... This was a, a Play 60 event the first day that I got on there on Wednesday. But then I did the red carpet on Thursday night and Friday night. So on Friday night, I got to meet a lot of the Walter... Peyton Award nominees and winners uh, like Gary Barnage, Reggie Wayne, who, by the way, looks like he could still be playing ball. It was a little depressing. He look young. Yeah. And so trim. He was maybe the most in-shape guy walking the red carpet. That included pl- people that are playing today. Uh, and I told him that. I said, I, this actually makes me angry. I'm now angry about <laughs> him anymore. Uh, Thanks, so, Thanks. Yeah, what a nice guy, too. Really fun. Um, Gary Barnage actually retweeted a photo of me and Pilar Lastra, who I got to do the interviews with. She is great, also a SiriusXM host. Uh, but it was great to represent her fantasy football and the family for uh, SiriusXM. There was kind of like one representative from, you know, a variety of shows that were on the draft coverage. It was really, really great. Jeff Radcliffe from Pro Football Focus, you know, John Hansen, the fantasy <coughs> guru. Uh, Mike Dempsey, who does just a ton of things, including running with MJD. And I actually got to meet Maurice Jones-Drew. Very nice. And Ike Taylor, uh, who, if you ever get to watch their videos together, it's classic. It's good stuff. Classic. So, uh, I definitely would suggest anyone going to the draft. However, it was in Chicago, and I will say it was cold. A little chilly? <laughs> and- it looks so cold. It was, and you know, it was funny because the first night I actually got to go home and I watched some of the announcers and everyone was talking about it. It was like, okay, we're really cold. But what you don't know is that a lot of those announcers were inside. We were outside. And Saturday, we got to be there during the day. It was raining, pouring rain and windy and cold. So even though Chicago, great city, they, they really were great hosts. I wish it was in May, you know? <laughs> really cold, really cold. Uh, but, you know, man, it's, I actually bumped into the, the big silver bean. By yeah, the bean. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, here it is, and I just took a selfie and walked away. Uh, it was kind of one of those things. So it's a fun city. It was really great. It was a good experience. 
How fun. We were in a snowstorm in Colorado. So. That's right. <laughs> yeah, you can't be safe anywhere in April, though, to be honest. No. Yeah, unless you're in San Diego, so maybe we should go to San Diego. Snowing next. and raining the whole time. Los Angeles, man. Now we have reason, right? Thank you, That's Rams. Right. Thank you. And let's let's get into it. We're going to go over each team and their draft picks during the 2016 draft, and we're going to do it by draft order of this year. So we'll start off with the first pick overall, the Los Angeles Rams, who I want to say congratulations to one of my girlfriends, Amanda, who made that. LA Rams cheerleading squad. It's very exciting. So. Hey, congratulations, nice. Amanda. And she's in her 30s, and she was scared because she's going up against a bunch of 21-year-olds. She rocked it. That a girl. Very so, nice. Here. Maybe we can get some insider info right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the Rams, I'm not sure quite, they've given us quite a reason to jump ship and move to LA yet. But we will see. Certainly, the first pick was a good one. Uh, you know, for trading out to get the first draft position, you would certainly expect the Rams to scream from the rooftops and be completely ready with their pick, uh, who was Jared Goff. He's a solid player, but they went all the way to the very end. They, they, took, <laughs> they took their time. Uh, to, and he was actually getting nervous. He was like, oh, man, I, I thought it was them. But maybe maybe they're going to go Wentz. Uh, he was getting nervous, but... All was good in the hood. All's good. He's a solid player. I like him a lot when I was watching the combine. I think it'll be really interesting to see who has to budge when it comes to running an offense in LA. I really feel bad. I'm already starting off Debbie Downer with my very first team, but it is the Rams. It is the Rams. He moved up to it, but still. But Goff spent 99% of his college career lined up in the shotgun or pistol formation, whereas the Rams spent the least amount of time in those formations in the NFL in 2015 of all the teams. So we're definitely going to have to have an adjustment period on our hands here. And in fact, he only took one snap on our center his entire collegiate career, which again is not wholly unusual for collegiate players. Uh, but interesting enough, when you look at how other college players are stacked up in this ever-popular air raid kind of offense that he is accustomed to, Nick Foles has the highest passer rate of 87.3 of all quarterbacks who have played in that air raid <laughs> offense in college. And we all saw how Fisher and Foles panned out. Eesh. Yay. So, as I said, is Fisher going to budge and uh, deviate a little bit from his notorious pro style, to, you know, play a little bit more to Goff's strengths, or will they try to mold him to his style? We shall see. The real uh, question is, will he ever get over his tiny hands? Because he's the whole reason we did that hand measurement uh, during our SiriusXM Combine special. But clearly yes. size doesn't matter as he still went number one. There it is. There it is. Now, they did surround him with some players, which is good. They picked up tight, uh, tight end Tyler Higby and picked up another tight end as well because Higby has a few some off-field issues, so that's good insurance them to pick up another guy. They also picked up a couple wide receivers in the draft, Faro Cooper and Mike Thomas. They took five offensive skill players overall out of six picks. So at least they're identifying what their problems are. Oh, yeah. So that's good. I'd say so. <laughs> um, with the second pick, the Philadelphia Eagles got that pick from the Cleveland Browns, if you're wondering why we haven't mentioned the Browns yet in the first two picks. That's why. <laughs> they're not there yet. <laughs> Newsflash. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so obviously the Eagles traded up to get whoever the Rams chose not to pick, right? So they knew they were going to get golf or Wentz, and they got Wentz, Carson Wentz, which I personally like more. I love him. I don't care that he's from North Dakota, small town or small school. He's, he's a sweet man. guy, too. He's adorable. Cool. He's They're adorable. both good. Very nice. 
People love him. So, I mean, I'm into it. I can't, you know, obviously there's been plenty of drama with Sam Bradford wanting to trade. Then his agent came out yesterday saying, you know, that, well, this is just stacked up for Wentz to win the job. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put down on Twitter, yeah. like, you know, do you think Sam Bradfield will stay or go? And just people's responses are so funny to me. Like, he's done nothing. He's getting paid to do nothing. You know, he can't stay healthy. And it's true. If you can't prove yourself within the years that you've been in the NFL, it's going to be tougher to win the job against a rookie that they picked the second pick overall. And so I... I totally, totally get it. So, whatever. Uh, the US, USA Today said that uh, it was the worst draft team in the in the draft was the Philadelphia Eagles. But whatever wins people, they'll they'll get it once it comes around. They'll get it. Um, but anyway, so that's really where it all started. In did I? <laughs> Um, and then the fifth round, the Eagles. In your notes, I'm sorry. Sorry, we had a mental breakdown here. Oh, we'll keep oh, it in. Oh, yes. I just no, want to make sure. I was like, no, no. no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Brennan just texted because I'm about to talk about the fifth round pick of the Eagles, um, the running back, Wendell Smallwood. And in, my, in one of my quotations from him, there's a bad word. And I'm not going to say the bad word. But previously in high school, there's a couple bad words. Actually, 50% of the words in the quote are bad. But they're really bad. <laughs> it's a so horrible context. quote. I can't even believe it's here. I literally had but a. I, I love it. I love the awkward sound. Well, it's a, it's like it's it's <laughs> drama because you know like Philadelphia Eagles drafted this guy, and back in the day, it was a while ago. He was still a senior in high school, but he made a very bad tweet about Philadelphia and how all the black gentlemen are like not all seventy five percent. He said were homosexual, and he did not use the word black or homosexual in his tweet. So uh, I freaked out. So <laughs> she's like, do not say that. It's like, I, I just know. Said over I, thought I, I had thought I'd already said it. I was like, oh, no. I said it. no, I did not. I would have no. never said that. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. I'm still recovering. Okay. <laughs> I hadn't heard that story. So, yeah, so not only had he tweeted about Philadelphia being filled with homosexual males, but he also was uh, arrested in July of 2014 on charges that he attempted to intimidate a witness in a murder case. Those ended up getting dropped because the guy decided to plead guilty. <laughs> so it was like, he just sounds like a real winner to me. So a good pickup of what we're saying I'm here. very excited to see how the Philadelphia Eagles wow. fan welcome him. Um, it, Way it, to go, Philly. <laughs> They're a tough crowd, too. They're tough. So. They are. They are. Yeah. The Eagles also picked up uh, two O-linemen, so that will help whoever is behind the center, which I'm guessing will be wins eventually, if not in game one. Um, and then the Eagles' defense was already fifth for fantasy points last year, so I would just look for them to continue because they the rest of their picks was for the defense. So, yay, Eagles' defense and special teams. Turnovers. Uh, turnovers. Third pick uh, overall was the San Diego Chargers. Um, and we all remember when the Chargers drafted running back Melvin Gordon in the first round last year, and we saw how well that turned out for all of us fantasy owners. To be uh, fair, the line was terrible. 
the line was terrible, which I will get into that in a moment because the Chicago or the San Diego Chargers didn't draft any O linemen. They're crazy. They're not it's crazy. Is crazy. Which I think might be a good thing for Danny Woodhead, right? Because mm. they're gonna have to use them still. They're gonna have to use them the same way they did last year because Dumb they boss. have nobody to protect. Rivers and Gordon can get off the line, so I think that might be actually a good thing for Woodhead. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. uh, but they did pick up um, defensive end Joey Boza, which we love. Love, He's, mm -hmm. love him. Great. He's gonna be fabulous. Is um, he the broiest bro in the whole thing? Of the broiest, yeah. Yes. He's like Jersey Shore bro, old school. I love it. Right. I and they drafted Tarvius Brown, which both will help that defense. So it's very good. They need that. And I, I tweeted, you know, the San Diego must be really scared of Sanchez. Um, petrified. Petrified. <laughs> <laughs> the Chargers, Chargers also picked up tight end Hunter Henry. And, yes, I said his name correctly. It's not Henry Hunter. It's Hunter Henry. <laughs> no disrespect yet. No disrespect yet. you got to earn um, her disrespect. This is a really good pickup, and for fantasy purposes, I know a lot of people ended up picking up Ladarius Green and using him in a couple games that you had to use when Antonio Gates was out with his suspension or injured. You mean he was a put, you know, and Hunter actually might see more than Green did. Um, so keep an eye on him this offseason, especially with Antonio Gates being a dinosaur, he might have to be put in there. Um, and again, unlike other teams, they picked up no offensive linemen, so it's really unfortunate. Um, fourth pick was the Dallas Cowboys. So I covered the Cowboys all season last year, and I couldn't find this one prop that I wanted all year. And so during the offseason, I did a big clean out of my apartment, and I finally found it for my last show covering them. So hopefully I cover them next year because... Yes. Hello. I love it. I want the Cowboys now. In Dallas. She was I in Dallas. I was there for a conference, and I was like, well, these look right for me. So <laughs> Cowboys sunglasses, and they're very weird to see through. But anyway, let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. Woohoo! All right, running back, Ohio State. If you are playing fantasy football and you have not heard of this guy, it's unfortunate because someone else has probably already drafted him in your league, so yeah. you're out. Uh, it's nuts, you guys. People are going crazy for him, and he is fantastic. First round pick, uh, you'll have to take him in the first or second round of your own draft if you want him. Uh, right now on Fantasy Pros, his lowest ranking is 11th amongst running backs. His highest is 2, and I've been reading think pieces about how he could be the number one draft pick of all fantasy football this year. I'm not going that far, but what no. I will say is that Ezekiel Elliott was the absolute best pass blocker and run blocker in the college football landscape by a long shot, rated that way by Pro Football Focus, by the scouts, everyone. He is a complete back. Um, he also gained over 1,000 yards after contact last season. Just Great. after He's contact. Legit. He's going to be good. I see him going like 4 or 5 overall. Yeah, he's a legit guy. That My concern line. that often well, the offensive line is still great, but great. they get beat up. Uh, but Tony Romo, <sighs> and also I thought that they'd go with Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris hybrid with the offensive line. But hey, you know Ezekiel Elliott's a special player. They had a chance to get him. They went for it. They also yeah. drafted the high upside, super risky outside linebacker Jalen Smith in the second round. Now it was actually the Dallas Cowboys team doctor that did the surgery on Jalen Smith's 
me in March. Uh, they think he's going to be play next year, so maybe they know something we don't know. Uh, but this is a fantasy show, so who cares? Dak Prescott is the quarterback that they drafted, who may or may not be the successor to Tony Romo. The problem is, is that. He is a work in progress, a fourth-round pick. Now, only six quarterbacks have played in 25 or more games uh, that were drafted in the fourth round, but both Kirk Cousins and Tyrod Taylor were drafted in the fourth round, and they should join that group shortly. So then it will be eight quarterbacks, so All we'll right. see. Times, they are a change in. You know, listen, they tried to move up to get Paxton Lynch, and clearly the Denver Broncos got them. They get, gave them a better deal. Basically, Seattle wanted to keep their first-round pick, and uh, Dallas wouldn't do it. Jerry Jones actually said that you know he maybe should have overpaid for him. So I don't know what that says about Dak Prescott, but yeah, it's like um, it is what it is. It's not a vote of confidence. No, but you know what? When I was at the draft, I got to interview a lot of people from the NFL Network, uh, you know, just a lot of random analysts, and a lot of people were high on Dak Prescott. He was someone that people were watching, so I don't think this is a bad pick. I'm just saying, for fantasy purposes, I don't know. If you're in Dynasty, though, the problem is well, Robo you'll... gets hurt. Well, yeah. I was going to say, hopefully he'll have time to rest behind him. That's what they want, and, and I they want they have another too. backup, too, don't they? He's third string. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure. I, well, I think the, yeah, the problem I mean. is, is that last season, all of the other quarterbacks not named Romo went 1-11. and 11. So yeah. bad. So they got bad. real problems there at quarterback. Yeah, and Tony yeah. Romo has four years left on his contract, which I think is a little crazy, uh, considering he's 36 years old. But hey, let's do this. The problem is he's had... Uh, he broke his collarbone twice last year, just got a plate put in, and he's had um, two black back surgeries in the past three years. He's broken. He's broken. Going to be tough. They also added running back Darius Jackson in the sixth round, but he's not going to compete for the starting job with Ezekiel Elliott. Don't worry. He's more of a special teams guy. There you go. Fifth pick, Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags were shocked when they got um, when their number was up in the fifth position and got arguably the best defensive sorry player in the draft in Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they were shocked he was still available. This was a great pickup. You know the Jags had the pieces that they need on the offense, and I like that they looked to the defensive position for the first pick. I like this. What I like most about him is that he can play multiple positions in the secondary: corner, safety, and nickelback. Uh, and he you know didn't have a lot of interceptions in college. But, you know, he has the build that we're looking for, and he has the speed. And a crazy vertically, broad jump. He actually tied. Broad jump. The broad jump. Love the broad jump. He won the ACC uh, for indoor and outdoor long jumps. His 40-yard dash is great. He actually considered competing for the Olympics. Uh, so this kid is a premier athlete, and I think that he's going to provide great value to the Jags. Uh, the only offensive player they took was a quarterback in the sixth round, who, as we all know, is just going to serve as a backup. So virtually there's nobody even remotely fantasy relevant from this draft for you and the Jags. Jalen Ramsey was one of my favorite interviews that I did, and he said that he prepared for months for the Combine, you know, former track and field athlete, like you said, considered trading for the Olympics. And then he even had the wherewithal to plug his dad's gym. I was like, oh, you'll go far, my friend. Smart. I was Smart. like, I get you, Jalen. Jalen Ramsey. I get it. I get so it. He's, he's an athlete. He's a baller, so you know, I think he's great. He says he gets up at 6 every morning and works out at least two hours. He says, it's my job. It is your job. 
would he please wake me up at 6 a.m. to join him? Seriously. I know. I need, I need that motivation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I even right now have my alarm set to, like, the Bruno's Mars marry me or whatever shit to try to, sorry, stuff to try to uh, <laughs> motivate me. And I even then I die. Like, I snooze my own marrying, getting married noise. I'm just like, nope, I want to sleep. Well, no. millions of dollars would help motivate me. I'm not going to lie. Would, that's true. That, that so, may motivate me more than a marriage yeah. even. Good yeah. for you, Jalen. Yeah. Sixth pick, Baltimore Ravens. Call me. <laughs> I'll go to your dad's gym, Ramsey Gym. Uh, yeah, so they started off with an offensive lineman in the first round, Ronnie Stanley. It's good considering almost every skill player that they had last season for fantasy got hurt. So, way to go. Yep. Fantasy-wise, the fourth round was where you found the action. First, they picked up Chris Moore. He's a wide receiver from Cincinnati. Uh, to me, that says a couple things. First of all, they know how old Steve Smith, Steve Smith Sr. is, which, uh, you know, hint, hint, he's father time, so he's old. And, you know, I mean, I want him to be great, but reality is reality. And he would be retired if he hadn't had that injury. It is what it is. And or... They're worried about Brashad per Perryman that we still have not seen in action. And their coaches always say, we don't know. The you man, can tell they're, the myth. they're annoyed. I think this guy's going to compete. So uh, they also picked up Mike Wallace. Now both of these guys are down the field kind of players. And Joe Flacco has an arm. We kind of forget that. That's how they won their Super Bowl was that right. in the playoffs he came to life and that Torrey Smith catch over, you know. Don't remind me. Arm. Don't. Stop. 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 Okay. I'm stopping. I'm stopping. Uh, they also picked up in the fourth Kenneth Dixon, running back from Louisiana Tech. He is the perfect fit for the Mark Trustman offense. Now, here's the deal. You know, they have Forsett, but he's turning 30. And then they have Buck Allen, who was one of the most inconsistent running backs when he had to go in at the end of last year. I think this guy might be a starter. I think... Interesting. Sleeper alert... Kenneth Dixon. Uh, actually, when uh, scouts compared him to someone, they compared him to Le'Veon Bell. It's hmm. not bad. That sounds That's good for fantasy like comparison. I'll take that. <laughs> oh, I'm listening. And then in the sixth round, they also picked up Keenan Reynolds from the Navy. Now, they're asking Reynolds to transition from being a triple option college quarterback into being a slot receiver and a kick returner. They love him. He actually set NCAA records for touchdowns, 88 rushing touchdowns. Remember I told you he was a quarterback? Quarterback? Anyway, <laughs> yeah. uh, normally only the owner calls the, the prospect to say, hey, you've been drafted drafted, you know, welcome to the team. They actually decided, because everyone felt emotionally attached to him, that they put him on speakerphone. And almost everyone in the room started crying when they drafted this guy. Wow. And also, Bill Belichick tried to trade up to get him in the sixth round, but he couldn't convince his other people to do it. People love this guy. He's a huge character guy, um, just, you know, respectful they are a big fan. They're going to give him a chance to do something. That kind of emotional attachment is actually tangible. I'm not saying that he's going to beat out Kenneth Dixon, but what I am saying is he's going to be involved. Keep your eye on him. And if you're in a deep, deep, deep dynasty, they're not going to cut this guy loose. That's what I'm saying. San Francisco 49ers. 
Well, they drafted a lot of defensive players and offensive linemen. That's good. They're building in the trenches. Fantasy, well, this team doesn't have much of a fantasy impact anyway. They took quarterback Jeff Driscoll from Louisiana Tech in the sixth round, along with running back Kelvin Taylor from Florida and wide receiver Aaron Burbridge from Michigan State. Driscoll's a project. Uh, Taylor's going to stay way below Carlos Hyde and Chandron on the depth chart. But Burbridge has a chance to win the starting role. He's inconsistent. He's had some drop issues, but then he's had moments of brilliance. He finished his season with Connor Cook um, of Michigan State, being his quarterback, with 85 receptions and a 58.2% catch rate, which is still better than Mike <laughs> Evans and Brandon I was going to say, still better. <laughs> still, still better. better. <laughs> 1,258 yards, seven touchdowns. He's a good route runner all over the field. He was able to run routes all over the field, so he knows the whole route tree. I'd like to say this should not be wide receiver goals is to have a better completion percentage than Mike Evans. Or Brandon LaFell. Or he drives me crazy. Yeah. Right. They both were at exactly 50%. These are not goals we're shooting for. <laughs> <laughs> but let's be honest. The 49ers starters right now for wide receiver, Torrey Smith, Quentin Patton, and Bruce Ellington, which, by the way, is my yearly, I wish that I could call him a sleeper, but he's on the 49ers pick, right? But those are the three guys. So I think Burbridge, depending on how deep your league is, low-end guy that may have some upside. Doubt it. Yeah, he's ball. still on the Niners. But he still doesn't have anyone to throw him the ball. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole Gabbert. That's the lowest uptick upside I've ever heard. <laughs> it's the saddest upside yeah. I've ever given you. <laughs> You're saying there's Apologies. a chance. chance. <laughs> All right, well, eighth pick, Tennessee. Um, you know, the Tennessee Titans got a buttload for trading away their first pick over the draft to the Rams. It was amazing. Uh, so not only did they get eight draft picks this year, but they are set up for next year to have a great draft. Worth it. This is like a they damn, the draft this is a damn Daniel moment. The Tennessee Titans built their team. And they're looking good. And they can be really good in two years. So, again, in Dynasty Leagues, this might be, like, a team to look out for. Um, I'm not upset with them. The, the, they took OT Jack Coughlin um, with the eighth pick, um, which is great. You know, hello. I mean, this is a good pick not only for Mariota but for the running backs as well. Um, and he's a great person. Everybody loves him in the locker room. So, yay. And he also picked up a guard in the sixth round. So, And then speaking of the running game, the Titans drafted running back um, – Derrick Henry out of Alabama, um, he becomes the clear number two guy already, like immediately number two, sharing the ball with DeMarco Murray, not sharing a lot, but just a little. He's going to be the backup to him, which is me. kind of, that might turn into a, you know, a bigger role depending on how Murray is this year. Um, but that means that Antonio Andrews, Bishop Sankey, David Cobb, Dexter McCluster will not be dropped worthy this year. Again. They never draft again. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So Hashtag hopefully, analysis. Hopefully those, that means we don't have to talk about them this year at all. Thank you. Ever. Thank you so much, Henry. Um, I'm afraid of round, a committee situation, though. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Um, yeah, I think that they said that they have two workhorses now. You know, and that's always kind of a scary thing. It's like, oh, gosh. But, I mean, William Murray's Stewart. their back. So, you know, we'll see. But we'll have to keep an eye on it for sure. Um, they drafted a wide receiver. Um, 
there's a lot of receivers on the Tennessee Titans. You wouldn't think of that because you don't own any of them in fantasy, but there's a lot. Um, but I do like Sharp. His name is last name Sharp. I would keep an eye on him. Um, I keep an eye on all of these receivers this offseason and see how they're going to do because I think this offense is going to be a whole lot, lot better this year. Um, and then the rest of their def- most of their picks went to the defense, so anything's going to help a team that finished 22nd in fantasy points. So, But overall, I'm, I'm really sorry. excited about the Tennessee Titans. Chicago Bears. Well, they didn't get a quarterback, so they decided to call trusty or not so trusty Brian Hoyer, who is now backing up smoking Jay Cutler. So, Woo! Awesome. If that's not a fantasy nightmare, I don't know what is. Amazing. Uh, they took running back Jordan Howard from Indiana. A lot of people think that Chicago's uncomfortable with Jeremy Langford and Kadeem Carey holding down Forte's fort. <laughs> Get it? See what you did there? See what you did Forte. There. Well, they should yeah, have thought about that. Forte that way, now, shouldn't they? Well, we're not even going to go there. I'm still depressed. Uh, anyway, it's going to be a competition or perhaps a committee. Again, already depressed. Howard's six foot, 230 pounds, and I love big bats, big backs, but <laughs> big bats. I was like, do you? Song's I love about big to start. bats running around in my house. You cannot lie. <laughs> Brother Buzz can't deny. Big bats. That's just big creepy. Fly in your face. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. This is a sports show. Maybe it's like a <laughs> Anyway. He's very talented, but he's almost always banged up. Yeah, I, don't, I hate that. I don't like that entering into the NFL already banged up. I'm someone, I'm not up. risk adverse, but I am injury adverse. I've learned that about myself, so just FYI. Their last pick was wide receiver Daniel Braverman from Western Michigan. He's small, he's 5'10", 177 pounds, uh, but he only dropped the ball 11 times out of 198 catchable passes. All right, I'll take that. He's a slot receiver in a shallow depth chart. Right now they have Alshon Jeffrey, which he's Mr. Soft Tissue Injury. I feel bad, but it's true. I don't want it to be true, but it is. So he's always hurt. Then we have Kevin, I haven't played yet, White, and yeah. Eddie Royal. Do you think him That's and Bouchard Perriman just meet up for drinks and they are just like, when are they going to figure out we aren't real people? I think <laughs> <laughs> we're fake. We're fake, they're fake people. They're fake. They're ghosts. Well, but Kevin White actually thought he was going to play at the end of the last year. That was a coaching decision where they were kind of like, the season's lost, we're going to save this guy. Uh-huh. That's different than Brashard Perryman where his coach was like, I don't know. I don't know who he is or where he lives. I'm sure he's around here. <laughs> I mean, they were just confused. <laughs> it's like Brashard Perryman was like an enigma. We think he still <laughs> lives here. I don't know. I think he's on the team. We send paychecks still, so... <laughs> it's weird. He sent me an email a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's weird. Nice. There you go. New York Giants. Well, it was clear the Giants were going to focus on their defense, which I can't blame them at the top of their of their draft. Round one, the Giants took cornerback Eli Apple. A lot of jokes Great about game. double Eli's and the big Apple. People Got are it. so creative. Yeah. It's <laughs> like it. holding Got down it. the forte. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Um, and in the third and fourth round, the Giants took a safety and a linebacker. You know, last year the Giants' defense finished 12th in fantasy points, but 16th in interceptions and 30th in sacks. So clearly that's where they needed to focus yeah. on. So it's a good thing that they got that side of the ball covered. Um, in the second round, the Giants added wide receiver Sterling Shepard after losing Ruben Randall this offseason. If you guys remember, Ruben does not play Giants anymore. 
Shepard is only 5'10", but he supposedly has a great vertical, and he's a slot receiver. And at this point, we haven't seen Victor Cruz do anything yet. I kind of uh, like that. He could post some really interesting mismatches in terms of them not taking him yeah, seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Really yeah. With a great vertical. And, yeah, and the other people he has to fight for his position is Dwayne Harris, who's mostly special teams, um, Jeremy Davis, and last year's draft pick, Miles White. Um, and they say that he's going to be doing a lot of runs with Miles White and see how it goes, but if Shepard steps up in that slot position, which is really important for a team's success in the offense, um, you know, you could he could be playing, especially depending on how Victor Cruz goes. It's going to be very interesting this offseason with Victor Cruz. He says he's 100%, but he hasn't yet practiced, so we'll see. I want the best for Cruz, but... Shepard is, is kind of a bit of a sleeper this year. Cruz is and, the one that plans the meetups between Perryman and Kevin White. And he, yeah, 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 yeah. Aw, poor Victor Aww. Cruz. <laughs> I do feel bad about him, but I mean, come on. Come on. In the fifth round, the Giants took running back Paul Perkins, just to add to all of the other running backs that they have on the team, Jennings, Williams, Vereen, Rainey, and about four other running backs. But I do love Perkins. I do yep. think he's really good. I think he, I mean, he. luckily for him, he joined the team, yes, has 20 running backs, but they're all mediocre at best. Yeah. Um, so he has a chance to really fight for some serious time. So this, it's a, it's a guy you want to keep an eye on for sure. Um, and I, and. I just hope they pick honest, one and stick with it and let him get into a groove. Right, I know, I know. Is he our first sleeper? I think uh, that yeah. he, if I was drafting tomorrow, I would draft him at, at the end of the draft. If I could, I would, I think, want to be, be one of my guys, like like one of my junk picks that, you know, I mean, you're drafting in May or Ju June or July. You know, you don't know exactly what's happening yet. I think Perkins is a guy to look at. And lastly, the Giants took a tight end, but looks like he just blocks. He doesn't actually catch the ball, so. They yeah. love that. They do love that. Mm -hmm. They do. Tampa Bay. They took a kicker in the second round. Yes. I love and it. Today on the bounty. Kickers yes. matter. Kickers matter. Kickers matter. This is this, this is crazy, though. They even traded up for him. They gave up so the fourth-round pick. I love, I love it. it. I love I mean, it. It is crazy, but I love it. <laughs> well, here, here's the rationale. It's, it's actually a very interesting conversation. So, you know, obviously the knee-jerk reaction is WTF across the board, but beyond that, we'll go beyond that. Aguero is the most accurate kicker in college football history. He has never missed a kick from inside 40 yards and has never missed a point after, ever, in his entire college career. He has a 71.9% accuracy beyond the 40 yards, but when it comes to 40 yards, he's perfect. So what is this going on? So a lot of people are comparing him to Sebastian Janikowski, who, by the way, was a first-round draft pick. And to be fair to the Raiders, he's their number one scorer. So that is who true. Won that? <laughs> yeah, who, who won, won that? that? Who uh -huh. won that? They need to go back and re, you know cor correct that draft grade they gave Oakland back in the day. That's right. It Sebastian is a plus plus. Plus well. <laughs> plus. Uh, <laughs> and Sebastian Janikowski is still one of the most consistent kickers in all of football. A lot of kickers go up and down. They have a good year, bad year, good year, bad year. Sebastian Janikowski stays the same. Now, here's the problem. 
he has a monster leg, Janikowski. Aguero, not so much. That's the reason why there's such a huge drop-off between 40 yards and beyond. Now, he could, you know, he left college early. He could bulk up. He could get better at the long ball. It's a little crazy. But, uh, you know, the point is, is that let's say you're Tampa Bay. You're going to be in a lot of games that you're going to get blown out, right, because you're still a building team. But if you're in a close game, if you have someone that you know is 100% accuracy at kicking, those are points. They're well, points. instead of throwing the ball in the end zone to Douchey McDouchey who can't catch the ball, Mike Evans. Sorry, Mike Evans. Put in the kicker. You just put yeah. in the kicker and you just That's what they're gonna do. I don't hate this. You know, the kicker really earned its honestly position this year, but so many missed kicks. So many missed so kicks. So many missed kicks and games were decided by kicks. I mean, I do wish his accuracy was a little better in the 50s because I feel like there's a lot of, you know, 45, 50, 52-yard field goals on a pretty consistent basis. But like you said, he's getting older, he is bulking up, and still 70% is not horrible. That's yeah. still a, You still have a better chance of him kicking a field goal further than 40 yards than you do of Mike Evans actually catching the long ball, like Courtney said. Your odds are better. It's 50-50 with Mike Evans. And it's better than 50-50 with Aguero. So that's math. My money's yeah, it's math. Mm -hmm. uh, but no, I mean, listen. I think they're thinking they're going to get down the field so far, and they want a sure thing. And I'm not going to justify the pick, but that is the rationale behind it. They also took a fullback from Northwestern in the sixth, but that's not really fantasy relevant. Right, New Orleans. We all know how bad the Saints defense was last year. Oof. In fact, the Saints defense allowed more points per game than any other NFL team. They were also just one of three teams in 2015 to give up an average of 400 yards per game. So with how bad the defense was, it was certainly no surprise that the Saints selected a defensive player in the first and second round, showing that they are clearly aware that they need some improvement. The huge problem is that the Saints have just over $3 million of cash space available to address needs, so it was pretty much a guarantee that they were going to have to be playing in the trade discussion game, uh, which is what they did. And they ended up having two picks from the New England Patriots and the Washington Redskins in order to move up in this year's draft to try to make as much impact as they possibly could. Uh, and they picked Sheldon um, Rankins, a defensive tackle from Louisville. You know, I like this. He's an immediate starter. He'll be able to provide interior pass rushing. He can collapse the pocket. He's going to cause some ruckus in the backfield. I like him a lot. I think it's a good choice. You know, this team Sorry, focused... Sheldon, but I don't know about you guys. I can't help but think of Harry when Harry met Sally. Yeah. Sheldon. Yeah. Give it Sheldon. to me. Sheldon. Sheldon. The whole Nobody scene where she Sheldon. Sheldon. When when they're like on the, when the first road trip and they go to the restaurant, she orders a pie a la mode with ice cream yeah, on the yeah, side. Yeah. And she has the day of the week underpants and Sheldon's like, For Sunday. For Sunday. Like they don't make Sunday. Yeah. That's why broke up. So classic. So yeah. classic. Sorry. So that's what I'll be saying now. So give it to me, Sheldon. It caused a lot of ruckus in the backfield. Now it just sounds Sheldon. dirty. Uh, but I like him. This team focused primarily on defense. They did, however, take Michael Thomas with their second pick, uh, who's a super aggressive wide receiver. Uh, they picked up a running back in the seventh named Daniel Lasco, uh, who will only serve as depth. But primarily a defensive focus draft for them. The Miami Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins expected for OT Laramie Tonsil to drop to them um, at the 13th pick. 
Lucky but he dog. did. Lucky dog. <laughs> I wonder if the Miami Dolphins hacked in. <laughs> Do Tunsil's Twitter account. <gasps> Genius. Maybe it was Tannehill. He's like, I He's need help. You can't see his face, right? So maybe it's like, well, they do. You take his mask off. Oh, it's that's clearly it. him. That's clearly him. And then there's the whole like, money exchange situation. Whatever. Whatever. But they knew this beforehand. That's right. That's they knew right. he smoked weed, and they knew that he was suspended for improper benefits from the school. What? They just see it now, and now it's a problem? No, they you all knew get this. improper benefits from the schools. They all. Everybody does it. He got caught, and every once you know, there's a handful of people who get caught. Everybody does it. I'm not say everybody, but majority of schools and students are guilty of this. Majority of college students are also guilty smoking marijuana. I'm not saying that he's, majority. I'm not saying, but it's not uncommon that, for know, either of these things right. to happen. Like you right. said, they knew. They knew. So why? Why is the mask was pretty intense? I'm not gonna lie. I was like, whoa. You're serious, but again, good I, for you. I mean, you, are, you know what? Rock star. It happens, and and it happens. If it, it's fine, Miami got him for super cheap <laughs> compared to what he should have been paid. And I can't, but the thing is, is like Miami has to be like the worst place to go if you're a problem child. Miami Beach. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Danger zone. In 2013, their first draft pick overall, Dion Jordan, had three NFL suspensions. He's still suspended. We don't even know when he's coming back. No. You know, I mean, there's the incognito situation that went down in the locker room. We can't forget Brent Grimes' wife's Twitter account. It's amazing. You know, like, there's so much drama in Miami. I, I, I hate that this is where he went um, for the fact of, like, trying to get on the straight and narrow. But whatever. Good luck. Hopefully he continues to play. He is he is a beast. He is a beast. Is a beast. So it's, yeah. Uh, in the Miami's draft, yet another running back with injury problems. It's like their M.O., we don't want the healthy ones. Give us the ones with the bang knees. And that's what they took. So they'll be behind Jay Hajai. He doesn't have a kneecap. So it'll be all good times for Mr. Kanye Drake. So, And in both the fifth and the sixth round, the Miami drafted two wide receivers, which I don't think is necessary. They already have three good wide receivers um, and that's, that are actually on the field at all times. They have other wide receivers in the depth chart as well, but whatever. And in the seventh round, Miami took a quarterback, so who knows? Maybe this is the next Tom Brady. Dun, 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 dun. That's A.J. McCarron. Oh, that's right. That's oh, yeah. right. Oh, yeah. yeah I forgot. I'm sorry, A.J. It's already been claimed, Courtney. Already been claimed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oakland Raiders. Raiders had a nice draft overall, but let's talk a little bit about Carl Joseph, their first pick, safety from West Virginia. This was an interesting choice. Not, not in a bad way, but I'm definitely going to need to see him play in preseason to feel good about it. It's interesting the fact that he's kind of short. He's 5'10", 205 pounds. Receivers are so huge these days that I'm intrigued that that is who they picked as their first guy since he doesn't fit an ideal build. But I think he might pan out for them because this guy, you know, what he lacks in weight, he makes up for and absolutely laying people out which I'm into. I'm into that. So mm-hmm. you go up in the middle, you're going to get hit by Joseph, and you're going to think twice about it when you go up again. So this guy can drop down, and he can cover as well as move out in the middle of the field. So, you know, I like him. I think overall he's going to do well. 
Um, you know, almost all defense and offensive linemen were drafted by this team. They did, however, take Connor Cook in the fourth round, the Michigan State quarterback, who has a little bit of an interesting. Uh, backstory, I guess we will say. You know, he was not the captain of his team despite being the quarterback, which is highly unusual. Uh, his former teammates are to some extent trash-talking him, and no one seems to like him, which is a bit concerning. He will back up Derek Carr, and I don't think that you need to be concerned about him you know, at all, despite the fact that they did trade up to get him, which is also really interesting. They traded up to get a potential problem child in your most important position, but interesting. DeAndre Washington was added for running back depth from Texas Tech in the fifth round. Um, he's not ever done back, so it looks like Latavius Murray is still safe. You're still good to go with him. Let's just hope that this guy doesn't steal a bunch of third-down goal line carries. Yeah. Yeah. Problem children. Cleveland Browns. They drafted 14 people. They tied <laughs> an NFL record. It is nuts. And they their team still, still is back. Still bad. <laughs> Yeah, and they're still um, about sixty players short of an NFL team. Yeah, yeah. They they made five trades and turned their ten picks into fourteen picks, a first and a second round for next year, and a second rounder in two thousand eighteen. Plus, getting a veteran quarter cornerback. They're crazy. They have to re they have to rebuild. Yeah, they're giving I mean, up on I this year. I expect it. I'm a little weirded out by the five wide receivers that they took. Uh, that's actually one less wide receiver than the entire NFC. Think Amazing. Looks like quarterback competition between RG3 and Cody Kessler, which is uh, the quarterback from USC. I don't know if you want a USC quarterback playing in frigid Cleveland, but that's what Hugh Jackson loves. He supposedly loves his accuracy, and to be fair, Pro Football Focus did grade him out as the most accurate quarterback coming out of college this year, so it's not completely off his rocker, but it definitely raised some eyebrows. Their first pick was Mr. Touchdown, Corey Coleman. He's adorable, really nice guy, actually, from Baylor. 20 touchdowns last year. I had to look at it again because I thought, is that career touchdowns? No. Just last season. Just last season. Thought a boy. 4.37 for his 40. Great, Great. after the catch. He's small, though. 5'11", 194. Mm. Everyone compares him to Steve Smith Sr., though. So you got to like that. Hey. I'll take that. that fight, though? He's got to have that fight. He has the fight. Good. That's Good. why they're doing the it. Fight. Yes. The, the fight. fight is there. Mm. We need, we need you because Steve Smith is leaving us soon. Uh, listen, this is the first kind of money ball thing that they're trying in Cleveland. Uh, and, and I think it kind of worked. I think it improved their team. Listen, if they drafted 14 people and five work out, it's a pretty decent draft to get five great new players. Yeah. Yeah, and to be fair, um, listen, you know they they have uh, a lot of pass catchers to compete right now, uh, including Rashard Hollywood Higgins from Colorado State. Uh, he was one, the last one to get drafted, but he actually might make the most sense. He's very dependable, so he's going to kind of be someone that has great hands. That Hugh Jackson loves that kind of guy, but it's still the Browns. Still the Browns. Yeah, still the Browns. Let's move on to the Lions. The Lions chose Taylor Decker, offensive tackle from Ohio State, along with the entire Ohio State team that was drafted this year. Um, my gosh, how many Ohio State players were drafted? It's going to be amazing. It's a record. still going to be crazy. Crazy. 
Um, <laughs> and, you know, I will be curious to see if they line him up at left, at left tackle or shift him to the right. He's good enough to play left, um, but he will not be the best left tackle in the league by any means. Uh, but he's, you know, he's a good run blocker, so that might actually increase the stock slightly for your running backs in Detroit, but barely and not enough for you to waste any of your top picks on a running back from Detroit. Please do not do that. Do not do it. Uh, basically, the rest were all defensive players, and they took quarterback Jake Ruddick in the sixth round from Michigan. Uh, he's just going to back up Stafford, obviously. And they took a running back in the seventh round um, as their last pick, Dwayne Washington. Uh, you know, he can show flashes of greatness, but has consistency issues, injuries, and overall lack of production. So he's going to fit in fantastic <laughs> with the rest of the running back crew Woo! in Detroit. Woo! Welcome to the team, buddy. None of us You're produce. Personally, fantasy. We'll right in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Atlanta Falcons. Um, the first two rounds for Atlanta were not sexy, but will help the team immediately. Uh, strong safety, Neal, out of Florida, and uh, linebacker Jones out of LSU um, that can be on the field today. So that's fabulous, immediate impact. It's exactly what we need um, for Atlanta. Um, I don't know what Atlanta was thinking in the third round when they drafted a tight end, Austin Hooper. I mean, hello, Jacob, Tammy, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't replace him. You can't. you can't replace him. I mean, there so... was this Tony Gonzalez guy, but Jacob Tammy. Jacob Tammy. Jacob Tammy's the real deal. Don't touch the, the Tammy. Babies Tam. that are extraordinaire, right, Courtney? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Courtney's best line from last season was, I would let Jacob Tammy watch my kids, but he's not going to be on my fantasy football team. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Your uh, best lines are always with your kids involved. It's true. But, I yeah, I've sold them to Seattle's defense and but listen, you guys, seriously, Hooper's like a legit fantasy option. It it's just the way it is. Like you really have to think about it. And I'm not one to drafting um, rookies in general unless it's like you know Elliot situation. You know, right. where it's immediate. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is a tight end that could be a sneaky pick. I'm not. I'm totally not upset with it. But overall, the Falcons draft was really good for the Falcons. I mean, I think it's really going to help the team, but for fantasy purposes, it's not as relevant. Indianapolis Colts. The Colts were the team that needed some serious, serious help on the offensive line. The rush attack was pitiful, uh, and their breadwinner for the team, Andrew Luck, needs need some serious protection after a season riddled with injuries. You know, the Colts are hoping they took a major step towards alleviating some of those holes uh, in their first-round pick of Ryan Kelly, center from Alabama. Uh, you know, he should be an immediate starter and should be able new to help Jeff Saturday. <laughs> yeah. They got their new Peyton. Now they have the new Jeff Saturday. I'm rocking it. I, I like it. I, I'm into this pick. Um, he's going to be able to help this, you know, out some of those woes, but he can't solve all the offensive line problems. But the good news is they picked up two tackles in the third and fifth round as well as another center in the seventh round. So clearly they are very serious about sharing up this offensive line to protect Andrew Luck. About time. Possibly, hopefully, mean mm -hmm. they could potentially have a running game. Um, but I really, you know, no, they didn't draft anybody else of any importance as fantasy wise, but it is good that they're sharing up that offensive line. Good. Bills. Buffalo Bills. Yeah. There isn't much, if anything at all, really, that I do not like about Shaq Lawson. Woo! Shaq Lawson. When I was watching, I was like, no, no, no one else should be allowed to be named Shaq. There's Shaq. And that's it. It's like, sure, right. you can't name your kid Cher. What's wrong with you? No. But he changed your mind, right? Because let me tell you, at the draft on the red carpet, the audience 
everyone was chanting, we want Shaq, we want Shaq. I was actually surprised he lasted this long because people were going crazy over him yeah. on the red carpet. I, he's adorable. And he even has a ring endorsement from the OG Shaq himself, which is not Aww. fantasy football relevant in any way, shape, or form, but something I would imagine we all would love to have is an endorsement from Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, you know, he's a heck of an edge rusher with 12.5 sacks last year, and he's a great addition to this team. He's incredibly smart and adaptable, which is one of the best traits that he has. He's got great speed, strength, strength to speed, you know, in terms of being able to get there and muscle your, your guy and be able to turn off the block there. Uh, conversion, edge containment, reaction time, he's, he's fantastic. I'm a huge fan of him. I think the Bills were shocked to see him still on the board, like Brandon said, and they should be pretty happy with themselves for this pickup. Um, you know, in the fourth round, they drafted quarterback Cardell Jones from Ohio State. He is the opposite of Tyrod Taylor in terms of his size and durability, so this is kind of an interesting pickup. Uh, and he actually thought it was a prank when the Bills called him, because I guess he'd been <laughs> getting phone calls all day long. People just were hanging up on him. So when he got the call, he wasn't sure if it was actually real, and he had to wait. He went and looked at the TV to see if his name went across the board, and when it did, that's when he started to cry and, like, celebrate with his family. It was adorable. But he did lose his job halfway through the 2015 season because of inconsistency. So this is a really interesting pickup. I don't know how I feel about that one. John but it's Lund Ohio State. It is Ohio State. You know, even their backup lost job. his job. Right, exactly. To be a backup at Ohio State, I mean, you're definitely. And I guess Tom Brady was a backup at some yeah. point in time. That's and right. he won the championship for them in 2014. It's not like. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Know, it's 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 weird to lose. I don't know. It's weird. It uh, is. Jonathan Williams is running back in the fifth round from Arkansas. He had some injury issues and sat out 2015 with a foot injury, but he might not be in the steal of the draft if he can stay healthy because his talent is just off the charts. And then Colby Listenby is a former track star and a wide receiver from TCU, and you know he might have some first season impact. So keep your eye on him as well. This team is the Bills are going to be interesting. Jets. Jets. So one thing is for sure, Coach Todd Bowles is a fan of Darren Lee, and he made it quite clear that he thinks that he could bring value to the team immediately. How do you feel about your brother, Brennan? Or cousin? What were you guys? Uh, Did you establish? Related. Or just we related. Just decided we're related. <laughs> that was as far as we could go, even with laughing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nice guy, though. Nice guy. He's likely going to find himself in the weak inside linebacker position. Um, but what's most impressive about the attribute is that his versatility. Uh, this will serve the team as well as the shuffle players around to be able to have the most productive unit. So I like this pickup. He's a good cover guy and a good pressure guy. Uh, and he's going to make this team faster, which I think is also really important. So I think just for the overall overhaul of this team, he was a good pickup. Christian Hackenberg, quarterback from Penn State, was another guy they picked up. He's a very inconsistent player. Uh, and was to some extent one of the biggest shocks of the draft as they took him in the second round. Um, in the seventh, they took Sharon Pique. Pique? I think it's just Pique. Wide receiver from Clemson, and he will be behind Decker and Marshall, so there really isn't any reason to pay attention to him. And the Jets still apparently don't believe in tight ends, so don't worry, they didn't draft one. And neither do you from a Jets team. Woo! Houston Texans. The first round they picked up wide receiver Will Fuller from Notre Dame. He's going to be on the opposite side of the great DeAndre Hopkins. And DeAndre Hopkins says, I'm looking forward to not being double teamed. And I'm like, yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> Please. Uh, no, you're still going to get double teamed. You're just not going to get play for the Texans. 
Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Now, um, Will Fuller's been compared to Ted Ginn. Sadly, that includes the <laughs> drops. But you know, and good news is that he's a speedster. He's kind of this, you know, guy. You know, it should be interesting. They also got wide receiver Braxton Miller from Ohio State again. Ohio State. In the house, in the so third round. He's a character guy who also won back-to-back -back player of the year for the Big Ten. Uh, that's a lot of wide receivers for a Brock Osweiler-led offense. little distressing. I'm not quite sure there are going to be enough passes to go around for everyone. But hey, uh, you know, it's got to be better than the Kubiak non-offense. So we'll see. Another interesting prospect is running back Tyler Irvin from San Jose State. I still think Lamar Miller is safe. Uh, Irvin's a bit of a gadget player, probably a player on special teams, maybe a handcuff, but that's about it. Nice. Washington Redskins. It's not shocking that the Redskins made a pick that made us go, hmm... Okay. They chose wide receiver Josh Doxson from TCU, who's not a bad player by any means. In fact, I really <laughs> like him. He's really good. But the team certainly had other needs that they that probably should take precedence over adding a wide receiver to the core. But with that said, I can see why they added him as Deshaun Jackson. He was injured, what, half the season? He was out basically seven games. Pierre Garçon certainly hasn't had the production that he had in the past. And they're both in contract years. So I do think adding another player in the fold, especially someone as talented as Doxon, is smart. So I think he will work well with Kirk Cousins. Uh, he's got a nice mix of midfield play and downfield threat. And I think overall it's a good pickup, and he may end up making Kirk Cousins look even better because he's he's really good in the air. So once the ball's been thrown, he makes the play to get the catch. So I do like – it's an interesting pickup just because they have so many other needs, but I do really like him. Um so I think we're going to see something good out of him. I think he's definitely worth worth drafting. Uh, Six-round pickup quarterback Nate Sudfield from Indiana. He will just back up Cousins uh, and compete with Cole McCoy, essentially, for who's going to be the actual backup. In the seventh round, they picked up running back Keith Marshall from Georgia. He had the fastest 40 at this year's combine with 4.31, but still not the fastest historically, but really good for this combine. And he's got an injury. Yeah, it's good. He's got an injury, uh, but I will take any running back that is, was not on last year's team and put him in the starting lineup. Anyone. Doesn't Amen, matter. Amen, sister. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Well, the Vikings definitely started their draft off right. We all love Bridgewater before the season started last year, but he had no one to throw the ball to, and that became a harsh reality immediately. Um, Stephon Diggs had moments, but, I mean, really, it was... Really sad. Rough stuff. Rough stuff. So now we have Laquan Treadwell. Great This is going to be great. This is going to be awesome How cute was this kid, too? Oh, my gosh. Adorable. Um, You can tell he was ticked that he dropped that low in the draft, but whatever. Dude, you're going to play. You're playing on a team that is good. You have a good defense. You have a good running back. You have a solid team, so you should be happy. They're comparing him to Michael Irving, so that can't be that either. Nope. Um, yeah, so I'm not upset with this. He's not a bad rookie to pick up, guys, at the end. You know, I think I think he could be a sleeper. Um, again, I say that that even though I've been screwed by Minnesota wide receivers time and time again. True. They screw they me do that. They really they do. do that. Insert Cordell Patterson. Oh, um, How dare you bring him up in this podcast? Seriously. Thank you, Catter. We don't have to talk about him anymore. <laughs> we don't have to talk about it anymore. We just slip him in there. Rest in peace, my friend. It's over. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, right. 
You're going to have to help me out here, guys. Maritz Boringer was the first player to be drafted that was not <laughs> born in the States. Hence why I just... One of the reasons why I just butchered his... It's not really... It was awesome! I butchered his... Maritz <laughs> Boringer? Boringer. Um, and he never played in college. He also was the first player to sign his contract from the 2016 draft. Uh, they say it's because he needed to get his visa working so he That's could so get good. here to work. And I just love that. Get it done. Love it. Get it done, my friend. He looks... <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, again, not fantasy relevant, but just good stuff. Um, they focus on the defense, and that just makes me happy because I already loved the Minnesota Vikings defense. So now that they just even added more players, I just, I'm, I'm into it. So, love the Vikings this year. I'm super excited. Playoff bound. Playoff bound. Uh, number one in their division, I have to say, this year. I think they're going to be number one. Oh. Yep, I'm picking them. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals' first round pick was cornerback Williams Jackson III. This pickup speaks directly to the different drafting strategies that we all have to consider when we're drafting even our fantasy team. So do you draft for your team's needs or do you grab the best possible player on the board no matter the position? So the Bengals seem to choose the latter in this case and drafted a cornerback when you could argue was a wasted first-round pick on a guy who will flesh out to be in the fifth roster spot behind Adam Pacman Jones, Drake Kirkpatrick, Denard, Josh Shaw, I mean, in the secondary. So is that worth a first-round pick? I don't know. Only time will tell. But again, different strategies, and everyone has their own way of deciding how they do want to draft. They did take two wide receivers as well. The second round was Tyler Boyd from Pittsburgh, who's a really great route runner, and he's been compared to Keenan Allen. And then Cody Core in the sixth from Mississippi, uh, who is opposite Courtney's boy, Laquan Treadwell. And is, you know, not as exciting. A little bit ho-hum there um, in comparison to the other wide receivers in the draft. Nice. Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, for fantasy purposes, we can just skip them, guys. Don't worry. Your offensive players were not touched. There's no competition. We're just going to move on. They focused on the defense, and God knows that they needed to. <laughs> really bad. Uh, the 26th pick, the Denver Broncos switched up to Seattle's spot to take their future franchise quarterback, Paxton Lynch, out of Memphis. I keep Maybe calling Meg. him Kevin, by the way, because he reminds me of Kevin for Backstreet Boys. Oh, yeah. He does. <laughs> no, he doesn't, Kevin. Oh, yes, wow. he does. He looks so Kevin much, so much like better Kevin. looking, and he's darker. <sighs> he reminds me of someone that should be in, like, a 90s metal band. Well, I just went to a wedding this weekend, and they hired a 90s band, and they basically only played NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera. And yeah, that's, like, more early 2000s. Didn't Paxton Lynch come into town this weekend, Bernie? Did he happen to be playing there? He was not. He was not. But I should. Looks just like Kevin. Actually. No, he doesn't. <laughs> I, I even thought when the, I was like, I should. Just get so everybody knows, Backstreet Boys play. is my era. It was way after these kids were young, and Kevin was my boyfriend's. He, he was, was my boyfriend. guy. I was just into alternative music. That's all. Uh, but Lynch is 6'6", 244 pounds, is a similar build to a former younger quarterback that played for the Denver Broncos. Um, and you know, most say that he is not ready to play yet, but we all know he's going to play eventually this year. So, if not. Unless Marky Mark is awesome. I Unless hope Marky Mark, Mark is awesome. Well. I love Marky Mark, don't get me wrong, but I have a feeling it's going to be a trade-out right around Game 7, Game 8. 
I'm rooting Mark, Mark Sanchez. Slip that guy. We right. went all 90s on that right up. I mean, listen, the Broncos don't ask much of quarterbacks, so I don't know how Sanchez could lose his job. You have to get 10 points and try for two third down conversions. That's all we ask of you. So <laughs> if you can just That's do like that, that offense, that would be great. Um, the next couple picks were for the defense, but in round four, the Broncos drafted running back Devontae Booker from Utah, and I love him. Like, I really, really like him, and I think that he's going to sneak in there and get a lot of time on the field. Um, I think that the Broncos realized how big of a, you know. Running back problem they had. Running back problem they had last year. And, totally and yet they signed inconsistent. both back. They signed both of them, <laughs> but it's completely inconsistent. So I, I like that they see that. Um, Horace Booker is coming off a knee injury, so you have to keep an eye on that this offseason. But they also added a fullback out of Nebraska in the sixth round, so we'll see. They they, they know what their problems are. Um, and people are scratching their heads when Denver drafted a punter in the last round when they have Colquitt and Will Johnson. Um, but money talks in Denver, guys. We all know Elway does not like to play, pay his players. And Colquitt is coming up to the end of his contract, and I have a feeling... By Colquitt. Oh, I'll make me sad. I know. I know. It's sad, but I have a feeling we're going to have a different punter for 2017. Not this year, but next year. Do you remember when Nebraska was Ohio State? Yes. Yeah, that's a really long time ago. Yes. It was like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah. Was it Cook? Was like that the two decades ago. So sad. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Am I the only one who feels like the Packers fell into like an abyss and they just don't exist anymore? I feel like I haven't heard anything about the Packers. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, they picked up wide receiver Trevor Davis from Cal in the fifth round. Great combine, lots of physical talent. He only started one year, not a lot of tape, but he's kind of a good project. And then there's a lovely article today that suggested that perhaps Devontae Adams isn't even going to make the team. How crazy Ooh. is that? Ooh, hoo, hoo. Anyway, that's about it. There you go. Fabulous. Uh, then we have the Cardinals, and the Cardinals did exactly what they needed to do. They drafted places, people to fill into those slots, um, really to back up other players that they already have consistent. So really fantasy-wise, it's not you know, a big deal. Um, their first pick was the dude who got high and fell out of the window at the hotel. And I just want to do a shout-out that Arizona is actually the perfect place for you to go That's to. Right. You're a trouble child. Kim Dici, I love you. More spas, Bruce Arians, the golf hats. I mean, come on. There's nothing that says recovery than the Arizona Cardinals. There's also a lot of ranch homes there. So that should help. That should help. People get injured the next time he gets stoned and falls out of a window. That's right. So all's good. <laughs> all's good. All is Perfect good. spot. Perfect <laughs> spot for you, Robert. I don't know why that hit me wrong. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. I do want to say, though, real quick, that uh, the Green Bay Packers had a good draft. It's just nothing was fantasy relevant. I realized I was kind of curt with them. But anyway, uh, Carolina Panthers, I'm going to be a little curt as well. Uh, the only potential fantasy player was tight end Bo Sandland from Montana State in the seventh round. Yes, I just said that. And he's be playing behind Greg Olson, so not really fantasy relevant either. So again, Carolina Panthers, congratulations. You're going to be a good team again. just has nothing to do with my fantasy team as far as your rookies are concerned. There you go. Sale Seahawks. So the Seahawks have identified 
that they got a running back problem because they picked up three running backs. Third round pick was CJ <laughs> from Notre Dame. He's a former wide receiver, so he will serve as a um, at the backfield kind of running back. Fifth round pick, Alex Collins from Arkansas. He might actually end up playing with some substantial playing time, though, um, as he's a big down-the-field kind of back. And then seventh rounder, Zach Brooks from Clemson. So, a lot again, of ranch homes. A lot of ranch homes. <laughs> a lot of ranch homes. <laughs> <laughs> not going to let so, that one go. Sorry. So, as I were saying, there's no more Marshawn Lynch. They don't know when Thomas Rollins going to return for timeline. So, obviously, they are addressing their needs and doing, uh, getting running backs. Does picked up a tight end uh, from Ohio State. You know, his own coach said that, you know, his first two years weren't very good, but that his second two were phenomenal and that he's a really great route runner. So, they're clearly also addressing a potential Jimmy Graham issue. And then seventh round, they have wide receiver Kenny Lawler from California. He was Jared Goff's red zone target, so he clearly got a lot of reps in college. And, you know, I think overall it was a pretty good draft for the Seahawks. Good. The Chiefs. Well, I don't think anyone will be fantasy relevant this year, but there were some interesting picks for those of you that played D Dynasty. Uh, quarterback Kevin Hogan from Stanford. He's a bit of a game manager, but who does that sound like? Yep. Oh, the guy he's backing up. So anyway, they're sticking with the thing. Uh, they took wide receiver Demarcus Robinson from Florida in the fourth round. He's speeder, speedy, kind of down the field guy. Uh, then they took wide receiver Tyreek Hill from West Alabama, a track star. Obviously, they're trying to add some speed here. They're going to mostly be on the special teams. But listen, their starting wide receivers right now are Jeremy Macklin, Albert Wilson, and Chris Conley. There's a possibility these guys can get some playing time in. Now, for what it's worth, I do have to say that Conley's getting a lot of off-season buzz. If you're going to pick yeah. up anyone other than Macklin, which obviously you'll have to pay up for, Chris Conley's the guy. But still, I think these two guys are very interesting in Dynasty Leagues. I agree. Patriots. What voodoo magic did they have going on? <laughs> Again, no pick in the first round. No pick in the first round, and I have to say... Uh, we should start this off by saying that Brady is, uh, we're going to need to prepare for him to be suspended for the first four games of the season because it's Groundhog Day. We're never going to get out of this. It never was interesting to read some of the transcripts from that with basically the judges being like, there is a lot of evidence that you not only knew but were part of this. And just That's not what we're here for today. Yeah. We're here just to determine, you know, is, whether, you know. Goodell had the rights to do it. So it was really well, interesting. Well, exactly. That's just it. It wasn't even about that. It's like, you know, you need to deal with this in the bargaining yeah. agreement. But yep. anyway. You guys' life away with that agreement. Deal On with. the deflate gate, they don't have a first-round pick kind of note here. They did still have nine picks because that's the Patriots' way. They just trade down and they collect picks, and that's how they build their team. And that's maybe why Cleveland tried it this year. Congratulations, Cleveland. But you're not the Patriots. Right. So they covered their bases uh, for the departure of Tom Brady, and they got quarterback uh, Jacoby Brissett from North Carolina State in the third round. He's six foot four, 329 pounds. Not really pro-ready, but it happened. So, you know, maybe he'll compete with Jimmy Garoppolo to start. I doubt it. I think he's probably going to be the backup to Jimmy. They also drafted wide receiver Malcolm Mitchell from Georgia in the fourth round. Already better than Brandon LaFell, Mr. 50% pass-catching ability, even from Tom Brady. I don't even know what to say about that. Supposedly, Mitchell is a good route runner, good after the catch, but he has a history of injuries, including an ACL. 
ACL. Supposedly until his ACL injury, he was regard regarded as a top 10 prospect. He could be the steal of the draft, or he could have a tough time staying on the field. Sounds like a lot of Patriots to me. And in the seventh, they took a flyer on wide receiver Devin Lucian, Lucian sorry, uh, from Arizona State. Pro Football Focus compared him to Stefan Diggs. Not really great at everything, mm -hmm. but good at everything. And those guys do have a place in the league, and especially with the Patriots. I like that. Not great at anything, but good at everything. I feel that way about myself some days. I was about to say that. I was like, that's yeah. exactly how I even <laughs> describe myself. <laughs> but I wouldn't even say everything. It's kind of like, not great at anything, pretty good at a nice amount of things. Yeah, yeah. Where good. do I fit in the NFL? Hmm? I was just thinking, like, what was he good at? He was good for a few weeks, and then it was like, where'd Stephon Diggs go? But that was also the that was the Minnesota play calling. It was bad. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. Well, that is our coverage over the last over the thirty two teams in the NFL. Every year we pick our teams to cover during the season. Um, so if you've listened to our show before, I'm going to leave the NFC West last because I'm pretty sure none of us want the San Francisco 49ers and Chip Kelly. So we'll do that one last, so it's depression mode at the end. Who has a notebook to take notes? Because I don't. I've got to do it, because I'm, I'm a pickin'. I'm a pickin'. Right. Do you have a notebook? I can do it. All right, I can do All right, it. right you guys. This is very exciting. We love this part. Um, this, is, this is our moment here. We're going to briefly discuss likes or dislike the team we get. All right. And then also, by the way, we, we each draw one from each conference, and then the one that wasn't picked goes into a wild card. Right. Just FYI for listeners. Right. Okay. Right. There we go. Who All are right. Ashley, you've married in a week and a half. You get to go first. I get so to go first. Your life is about to be over. Ready? Super ready. Hit me with Ashley it. gets the San Diego Chargers. Hey. All right. All right. Brandon? Oakland Raiders. Hey, Derek Carr, Connor Cook. He's not a bad team in this division. That's why he started with this one. They're not all bad. good yeah. to cover. And I have the Denver Broncos. The Broncos. The Kansas City Chiefs go into the mixed bag. Thank you, AFC West. That was a good time. We have the AFC <laughs> East. Ashley. The Jets are the Jets. Yeah. Oh, she gets the Jets again? No. Yeah. Well, not there. lost her home team. All right. Sorry, Brandon. It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> Brandon gets the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> ready for some Garoppolo. Garoppolo. <laughs> and I, Cordiva, I get the Buffalo Bill. Oh, I'm sad I don't have them anymore. Yes, that means the Miami Dolphins go into the grab bag. Nice. I don't that. All right, guys, AFC North, here we go. Here so we go. So far, the wild card's a little tragic. It is. <laughs> Misfit children. Ashley, you have the Cincinnati Bengals again. No. Wow. Yes, you do. I can't take it. I, can't. I know. I love your red it's rifle. Bad. I love my Brandon. red rifle, but I really hate the running backs. Brandon gets the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Come <laughs> on, guys. It's not fair to get Browns twice. It's not. It's not, not fair. You must have done something really bad. Life's not fair, Brandon. 
Right. And I got the Baltimore Ravens. Man. All right. All right. Steelers. That's a, that, that just up the grab bag. Steelers. I'll take the Steelers. AFC South. Here we go. I actually liked the Ravens. I like the Ravens too. Um, Ashley, Tennessee Titans. No. I wanted okay. the Tennessee right, Titans. Right. Ashley, you got the Tennessee Titans. All right. Brandon. Indianapolis Colts. Okay. <sighs> you like that one, Brian? Well, it depends. They're she so unlucky. The, <laughs> she wanted the Jags. All right. I want and the Jags. I get... I want the Jags. Well, that's too bad, because I get the Jags. No! Jags. Come on now. Cordy's right, winning everything. Texans. Houston Texans <laughs> in the grab bag. Because yeah. I chose the hat. She's drawing I chose the, the name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Denver Broncos. Oh, you have the old school Denver Broncos hat. Sh- yep. We're picking from the old school Denver Broncos hat today. Oh. All right, guys. We're moving to the NFC. NFC North. Here we go, guys. This is a good one. No one can this lose in this one. one. No one's going to lose except the Detroit Lions, which I'm sure will be Ashley's pick. Probably. Ready? Ready? Mm-hmm. It's Ashley's okay. pick. Can't Ashley's pick. Oh, Minnesota Vikings. Oh. AP. You love your AP, Ashley. I don't, actually. Love AP. You just love AP. <laughs> Brandon, Detroit Lions. Lions. Yes. Enjoy the Good, plot, I lose Brandon. the draft again. Enjoy the plot on that one. And I get the Green Bay Packers. Of course you do. gets so all the good teams. Chicago Bears wow. are in the ground. Wow. You guys, you see me doing this. I'm doing it live. You can see. All right, guys, we're moving to the NFC <laughs> South. We got the Super Bowl. Guys in here. Can't no one listening to the podcast proper is believing that you're drawing. <laughs> Give me a you, you want. You get to check our YouTube video, guys, so you can see. Ashley, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Mike Evans, you no all one... day. <laughs> you all day. You know what? This is just not even fair. <laughs> I am for sure going to get the 49ers. I feel it. Uh, Brayden, New Orleans Saints. All right. What? Well, what? I mean, they don't have a defense, so everything's fine. Yeah, we have Drew Brees, And I get the Carolina Panthers. Oh, I'm going to miss them. Do. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons <laughs> goes into the grab bag. This grab bag is really depressing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys. NFC East. Ashley. Ashley, who are you going to get? The Giants. That's not bad. That's a good one. Yeah. Giants are good. I guess. They cover. They're going to cover. Brandon. Brandon. No, I want the Cowboys. Take those off. You can't get... I don't want you to get one good team. Brandon gets (laughs) the Washington Redskins. No! 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 Don't worry. I'm going to read these off when we're done so we can really feel the pain. Here comes Courtney. Who's she going to get? Who do you want, Courtney? Oh, I got the Eagles. That's a, that's my first bad Fine. team. Chip's that means, not there anymore. That's true. The Cowboys. They're all bad in that league. Bag. All right, guys. NFC West. Dun, da, da, da. If you haven't listened to our show before, we all hate the San Francisco 49ers fantasy-wise. And so, and we all hate, except Brandon, Chip Kelly. So, Brandon has to get Genius. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it to me. Don't Which do move it. is the past, Meredith? All right, Ashley. 
Sampus no! Yes! No! No! <laughs> yes! It's your lucky day, Ashley. You knew yes. it from hours ago. Yes. Oh. We're at an Arizona Cardinals. Good oh, one. yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, my gosh. Give God. me the Rams. Give me the Rams. Los Angeles Rams. Wow. All right. Yeah. I mean, Seattle goes into the grab bag, you guys. We are up to the grab bag. Grab oh, you have to also is. put in uh, NFL. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put in AFC North, which means that NFL news. Just got to be me. Right, every, <laughs> year. Be me every, every year, every year, Courtney gets it. Every year. All right, guys. Ashley, Ashley, who do you want out of the grab bag? We got what do we got? Pittsburgh. I want Pittsburgh. We got San Diego. I want Pittsburgh, which you means Pittsburgh. Or we got Kansas City. Chiefs. Chiefs, all Chiefs. right. That's fine. It's fine. I'll take them. I'll take them. Brandon, who are you hoping for? You want the Cowboys, don't you? Or the Those AFC Cowboy glasses North. back on. What? No, or no, no. We're, doing, we're doing the grab bag. AFC North is our NFL team. I know. That's what I mean. Oh, oh, that's what you want. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Atlanta Falcons. Falcons. That's, like a, mm. that's good. That's easy to cover. You got two people that to talk easy. about. But <laughs> Kyle Shanahan, you're gonna have to hear more. Oh. Kyle Shanahan hate from me. We got a lot of hate in my oh. list here. Oh, I got the Chicago Bears. Chicago. You're welcome. I took that one. You got John. All right. Bryce. Here we go. Ashley. Houston Texans, Osweiler. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good what one. What are you talking about? That's a good one. Lamar Miller, DeAndre Hopkins. I hate Lamar Miller. <laughs> Brandon gets the Steelers. Of course it's really turning around for you, Brandon. It's really turning around. I always do well in the wild card round. It's my strength. Oh, I get the Dolphins again. Dolphins. Oh, the Dolphins. <laughs> I've had them like every year. Excellent. <laughs> Things are working out as they should. You get Laramie Tunsil. Ashley. Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks, Ashley. Of course. Your favorite, Russell Wilson. <laughs> oh, All right, you guys. God. It's down to two picks. It's this or the AFC North. Either way, I win. Cowboys <laughs> yeah, or, or the NFL. It's the Cowboys! Cowboys! You got this? Every no, year. No. Every, yes, it is rigged. Yes. Every year, Corny gets NFL news. Yes. It's because I'm a better person than both of you, so karma's on my side. Gosh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Terrible. All Let's right, guys. Use my sunglasses. So, Brandon's clearly the favorite. My husband really wanted me to get Dallas, by the way, so he's bummed. But Did you want me to read these teams to you? No, I don't. I just want I want to know your favorite team you got, your least favorite team you got. Oh, I don't know because I don't see it right now on my face. I can tell you. <laughs> the Browns or the Atlanta Falcons for yeah, you. Yeah, you have the Raiders, the Patriots, <laughs> the Browns, the Colts, the Lions, the Saints, the Redskins, the Cardinals, the Falcons, the Steelers, <laughs> and the Cowboys. <laughs> do you want me to read you mine so that you can feel better? <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. Because I have the Chargers, the Jets, the Bengals, the Titans, the Vikings, the Bucks, the Giants, the 49ers, the Chiefs, the Texans, and the Seahawks. Should I read you the all-pro team? 
yeah. yeah. She's got the Broncos, the Bills, the Ravens, the Jags, the Packers, the Panthers, the Eagles, the Rams, the Bears, the Dolphins, and NFL news. Courtney's a I win. I win. I win. Mm-hmm. Courtney magically wins the draft every year. You know, I'll just tell you, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Yeah, you do. I think that's my favorite team this year. I agree. So I mean, I'm good. really excited to cover the Allen brothers. I can't. They're my I'm favorite. So, bummed. so I'm actually really pumped about that. I guess with my dog beep of a list of teams, um, <laughs> I guess oddly maybe the Titans because there, there could be a lot of interesting play that happens there. I loved covering the Titans. They were my sleeper team last year. There's always one person that was going to get you points. Yeah. I'm actually going to really surprise you guys. I think my favorite is going to be the Browns. Because without Johnny Menzel, there's going to be nothing to report. Life's a little better without Johnny. It's going to be very easy. It's a rebuilding year. We don't mean that, Johnny. I do. I do. Johnny, who has (laughs) women lose hearing. Um, And I think my least is probably Washington. Because uh, I don't say their other names, so that's going to be awkward for all year. <laughs> My least favorite is obviously the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Kate, Jay Cutler, and I'm depressed about that, and no Forte. So, yeah, there's no silver lining now. There is no silver lining. It's just. Are you sure you're not bummed about having the Panthers, Courtney, or the Broncos, or the Packers, Green Bay. or NFL? <laughs> <laughs> Jaguars, Ravens, I got good ones. Yay! Uh, well, that's our show, you guys. Thank you. We made that draft pretty good, awesome, and I'm I'm happy we got the teams we all wanted. So, um. <laughs> again, you guys, you can listen to us on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio slash Hurt Fantasy Football. You can chat with us on Twitter at Hurt Fantasy FB. You can also find all of us on Twitter with our name, her FFB, so at Ashley, her FFB, at Brandon, her FFB, and at Courtney, her FFB. Um, this was fun. Happy draft, guys. That means football is starting. It's real. We can actually start building their teams in our minds and like how it's going to affect previous fantasy players on our team. So this is good. This is good. Yes. This is good. It is May, guys. It is almost football season. So until next time, you guys, no more faking it.